Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Good afternoon or good night, however and whenever it is you may be listening. Thank you for stopping into another fantabulous episode of the Take It Easy podcast. Maybe the most fantabulous of all of the fantabulous episodes because ladies and gentlemen are you not entertained yet this has been a quest of now 25 months here on the take it easy podcast we began the take it easy podcast just after the toronto raptors championship in 2019 when the milwaukee bucks up 2-0 in the playoffs, got swept out of games 3 and 4 and 5 and 6 against the Toronto Raptors. We came back the next year, had a historically great Milwaukee Bucks team, Giannis Antetokounmpo on his way to his second consecutive MVP award. The Milwaukee Bucks were on pace to win 68 games. Then a pandemic happened, and we kind of looked up and said, in, an, in a world where sports don't get to finish their seasons, the Milwaukee Bucks are the biggest losers of all. Prime championship window opportunity, season taken away from them, 68 wins, 25 years old, with a superstar, coming up on a contract extension, and, or I'm sorry, coming up on free agency, In the summer of 2021, where we are right now, having a pandemic take that all away. And so, you come back, go to a bubble, lose to the Miami Heat, a fluke team that you should have beat had Giannis stayed healthy. Come back the next year. Giannis finishes third in MVP when no one wanted to give him the award three years in a row. Get the third seed in the East. Play an all-time epic series against the Brooklyn Nets in what kind of feels like now a battle for a generation. And the Milwaukee Bucks win by a foot. By a Kevin Durant foot in a 50-point Game 7. You win by a foot. And Kevin Durant and the Brooklyn Nets go home. And you get what was supposed to be a coordination and then injuries and scary events that, you know, put everything in jeopardy. And then bad game ones, losing a game two and coming back and everyone panicking and me saying that, you know, you should be feeling pretty good if you're a Suns fan. And then 20 points in a quarter, 40 point game. 
wins a game four with 26 points, 32-9 and to go on the road and beat the Phoenix Suns, and with a 50-point game, 14 rebounds, shot 64% from the field, 16 for 25, and to cap it all off, 17 of 19 at the free throw line. Made more free throws than the entire Phoenix Suns. And puts together a second 20-point quarter, third 40-point game. Averages 36 points for the finals. And after 25 months of the podcast... As tears well up in my cheeks, and I, who have not stopped smiling for an hour, witness Giannis Antetokounmpo win an NBA championship. We said yesterday that day one was, or day one of the Giannis generation began today, and Giannis came through. Felt like it was the only way that that game could have ended through one of the worst quarters ever played by the Milwaukee Bucks, through Chris Middleton picking up three fouls in the second quarter and not scoring another basket for a full quarter, for Drew Holiday shooting one for 12 to start the game. One for freaking 12. He finished four for 19 with 12 garbage points but almost had a baby triple double because he had 12 points 11 assists and nine rebounds the milwaukee bucks came through brooke lopez and bobby portis bobby freaking portis man bobby portis cranberry sauce is what we called him early on in the series but you know Bryn forbes got sent to the bench gravy was gone biscuits had zero points Bobby Portis came through off the bench, and Brooke Lopez came through with 10 and 8. And the Milwaukee Bucks, behind an all time closeout performance, it honestly it couldn't have been better. Now that it's over, it, it couldn't have been better. Couldn't have ended any better. And I was just screaming this in my room as it was going on with, you know, lob, lob shot fouling DeAndre Ayton, all that stuff, all I could just keep yelling. Are you not entertained yet? Are you not entertained yet? Because Giannis put on a show. A performance of great athletic prowess that will be remembered years And years down the road here. It'll be the first of many. Giannis will win championships. That I can tell you. Which obviously it's never a guarantee that you'll get back. But this is his generation. From this point going forward. Six years of Giannis. Kicked off tonight. We started off the NBA playoffs. Over two months ago now. With the uh, play-in tournament. Presented by State Farm. Having LeBron James play against Steph Curry. And what we talked about then and the theme that we've been carrying now throughout the playoffs, this is a changing of the generations. 
and we are witnessing it right in front of our eyes, a generational shift. So there are no more guarantees of a LeBron versus Steph, or there are no more guarantees of a LeBron versus KD, or a KD versus Harden, which they're now on the same team, but, you know, KD versus Steph, all of that stuff, no longer guaranteed, because we're seeing the young people come for the crown, and Giannis Antetokounmpo leading the charge at 26, most improved player, two-time MVP, five-time All-Star, Defensive Player of the Year, three top three finishes in the MVP vote. Giannis Antetokounmpo was coming, leading the charge of a generation that included Devin Booker, who, gosh, that one's going to hurt for Devin Booker. Boy, that one's going to hurt for Devin Booker. Eight for 22, zero for seven from the three-point line. Missed a couple of layups, a couple of bunnies, and that one's really got to hurt for Devin Booker. But Devin Booker gets to be right smack in the middle of this generational change with Donovan Mitchell and uh, Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic. You get to be right smack in the middle of a generational shift. And so Giannis Antetokounmpo, like I said a second ago, it could not have ended any better now that we know how it played out. To win four games in a row... To dominate the series the way that he did after that first game won and average over, I think it was 35 points a game, like 35 rounded in the series is truly impeccable. It is truly impeccable what ended up happening to the Milwaukee Bucks. And now Giannis gets to be a champion and I get to be emotional and I get to be happy. And think about this from the Milwaukee Bucks standpoint. Giannis signed his Supermax extension. You guys probably aren't the favorites for the championship next year. I mean, it's, you know, you could argue the Lakers are right there. The, the LeBron still being in his prime with Anthony Davis leading the charge for the next generation. I keep forgetting to mention Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is right there. Like, Anthony Davis is the probably the second guy for the, this, this next generation. Like, I, I mentioned Jokic and Embiid and Devin Booker and Donovan Mitchell, but Anthony Davis is right smack in the middle of all of it. And so you've got Anthony Davis and LeBron coming back and you've got the the Nets with Durant and we're getting to see generations shift right in front of our eyes. Durant and Giannis definitely the two best teams in the league or two best players in the league therefore we can say they're the two favorites to win the championship next year. But whether or not you think the Bucks are the favorites going into next season, you look up and you look at Giannis Antetokounmpo and you can say now at this point, like, it is his time, even if they don't win every championship, because they're not going to win every championship. The next generation is going to come nipping at his heels. The old guys are going to try and fight back. If Kevin Durant's shoe size is two sizes smaller, we're not even here. Because, yes, Giannis won that series, but Kevin Durant is what we're going to remember from it. So it's Durant and Giannis kind of bucking back, I mean, pun intended there, bucking back and forth on this who is going to win each year as the generation shift continues. But this was a moment of establishing yourself. And we had talked about this throughout the last four weeks as well. This was the best chance for the Milwaukee Bucks to win a championship. And when you're watching in the second quarter and seeing Phoenix go on an 8-0 run and seeing them outscore them by 18 points because the Bucks scored four points in eight minutes, that was a moment where it just felt like, no, that it, like, it can't be happening. Like, that just that's not how this is going to end. That's not how this storybook is going to end. And then 
you know, Brooke Lopez hits a couple drop shots and Bobby Portis hits a three-pointer and, you know, they triple-team Giannis and kick it to Drew Holiday and Drew Holiday buries, I believe, his one three-pointer of the game. No, he had two three-pointers in the game. So one of his two three-pointers in the corner, that's right, he had a pull-up one too, but one of his two three-pointers on a Giannis triple-team and that's when you feel like, okay, the Bucks have the lead, it's a back-and-forth game, everything is going to work out in the end. And you just felt all the way through it, like poetically. It was poetic justice that the Bucks would win this series. This is one of the things that gets us romantic about sports, is just narratives. It's like, how can this story be true? And Giannis is the ultimate testament to that, as they were you know, talking about over and over on the broadcast. Like, Giannis is the ultimate testament to, you know... Guy from Athens, Greece, ridiculous freak of nature, which is, per- again, perfect nickname for him, and coming back the way they did. And so then in this series, to have him be... The the thing we said at O2 is the thing that gives us hope in the Bucks is that bad man wearing number 34 is the best player on the floor every time he steps on the floor. He is bigger, he is faster, and he is stronger than everyone in the NBA and certainly everyone on the Phoenix Suns. And he ends up doing everything that we expected would happen with the help of Chris Middleton, with the help of Drew Holiday, which is something that should be expected from All-Stars, but was occasionally absent throughout the series and throughout the playoffs and throughout this entire season and past seasons before. We could throw that in there because this has been a long road for the Milwaukee Bucks to get to this point. Three years of torment and heartache, the entire history of this podcast. We are going into our third year now of the Take It Easy podcast. It has been heartache and torment as we keep telling you this is the Milwaukee Bucks time. This is the Milwaukee Bucks moment. And now we get that vindication that we thought was coming and now just feels a relief falling off our shoulders and the reason I love Giannis in this way is because I love and respect greatness appreciate the greatness while it was here I'll never forget that we didn't have a podcast at this point but in the 2019 playoffs when Kevin Durant got hurt the first time when he missed the playoffs before then came back for 12 minutes and tore his Achilles there was just this wafting feeling of guilt coming over me because as everyone wanted to hate on the super team and before I developed the opinion that super teams are really great, like before research suggests that super teams are really fun, the only problem is when there's not two super teams, which you could argue Brooklyn and Milwaukee, they're not super teams, but they've got two super superstars, faces of a generation, so that's going to at least create stakes and storylines. But back to 2019... I had said for a while that the problem was that we were not appreciating greatness because we're never going to see this level of dominance again where two faces of a generation play for the same team in their primes. And we got to see it for just two and a half years, not even a third run. We got to see it for two and a half years and we didn't appreciate it while it was here. And boy, I'm not going to waste that on Giannis because that is the greatest thing that I have ever seen. I got glimpses of early LeBron. I got some tastes of early Kevin Durant. Like shooting, Kevin Durant shooting is how I feel about Giannis offensively working in the paint. Is 
unguardable, unstoppable. I've never seen anything like it. Unprecedented is a good word for it, is that someone could score, shoot 64% from the field and come back the next night and do it again and again and again. Shoot 60% from in the paint is something that nobody else is doing and doing it every single night is remarkable to be able to score at that high volume and just have nobody being able to stop you. Get everyone's big man in foul trouble and be the best player in the sport and win MVPs by just being bigger, faster, stronger than everyone else. It's like, it's it's the nature of sports that we get like attracted to just in the idea of be, your skill is bigger, faster, stronger than super freak athletes of the top athletes in America and the world because at least for America they get the top tier athletes in basketball um, and football to another extent the rest of the world you could argue soccer but it's not like they aren't top one percent of the top one percent athletes and this guy is bigger faster stronger than all of them it is greatness it is one in a billion that we get to witness this So appreciate the damn greatness while it's there because it's so great and so fleeting and it'll be something that we tell legends about years from now. And also, there's a little bit of a wrestling character behind it, fully admitted. Like, I want to hitch my wagon to Giannis for the next 20 years or next 5 to 10 years and just ride that wave for the next decade of dominance in the sport. And Giannis Antetokounmpo is that special that I don't want to waste a second of that greatness while it's here. And you don't have to diminish the greatness of Chris Paul, which, you know, it took us 20 minutes to get to that point. Chris Paul in game six just had punch after punch after punch. But Giannis is entering his prime. He's 26 years old. Chris Paul is probably five years removed from his physical prime in 2016. Like, it's no indictment of Chris Paul that you fall short against Giannis Antetokounmpo or Devin Booker, who's 24 years old. But Devin Booker, while a Hall of Fame talent, is not quite face of a generation. And look at what it did. It got Devin Booker to an NBA Finals at 24 years old. And I know it's going to haunt Devin Booker, but he had two 40-point games in an NBA Finals. Most points ever in the history of the playoffs for a player making his first playoff appearance. Like, yes, we talked a bunch about how this is going to torment Devin Booker. It's really going to hurt him for a while. And yet, I can look up and say, look, it got you to the NBA Finals. That is greatness. It's just not Giannis's greatness, and that's okay. We don't have to diminish the greatness of Booker or CP3 to find that greatness of Giannis Antetokounmpo so fantastic. And we find it that we find it so fantastic, or at least I find it so fantastic, because I've never seen anything like it. There may, there's historical precedent that you can find on YouTube, but to have it be for you know, two straight months of NBA playoff basketball to see Giannis Antetokounmpo dominate the sport in that way and just get like 22 games of stakes and storylines around Giannis. Yes, you can watch it in the regular season, but it's just it when you add stakes and storylines to anything, it just makes it 
infinitely more interesting, as we'll talk about forever, because Giannis is now the NBA champion, the two-time MVP, and face of a generation that kicks off tonight. And Chris Paul, I wanted to talk about that for a quick second. Chris Paul, every single time it felt like the Bucks came down the floor, Chris Paul had a counterpunch. And his stats, you know, they, the, his stats are going to be pretty gaudy, you know, you know, eye-opening stats. 26 points, 5 assists, he shot over 50% from the field, 57% from the field, hit that one big three-pointer early in the game. But the thing about that, it's like it's not like jump off the page. But for Chris Paul, it's above what we expect from Chris Paul. Chris Paul made an all-star team averaging 9 assists a game and 18 points. And to put up 26 points in that game where the Bucks said Drew Holiday was going to clamp Devin Booker. We're going to put Drew Holiday on Devin Booker. And Devin Booker is going to shoot, you know, 36% from the field. We're going to take that away and then try our chances with Chris Paul. Chris Paul answered the call, and so did Frank Kaminsky, ironically. <laughs> Frank Kaminsky had six points, and for a brief minute there, they took him out of the game, but we thought we were going to get the campaign game. And I, I was um, texting with DSD uh, mid-game, and I was like, ah, shit, I forgot about the campaign game. The campaign campaign. Campaign campaign which is, you know, just another way of the Duncan Robinson game or <laughs> the Trevor Reza game. All of them are just different versions of the George Hill game. They're all just versions of one and every now and then they're going to have that crazy game that is going to help them advance. And I was so afraid that the campaign game was going to ruin Giannis's coronation of a championship, but that indeed did not happen. What was so interesting about Chris Paul, though, because again, this was about Chris Paul, and we'll get to some of the funny from the game later on, but what was so fascinating about Chris Paul was that it felt like he just always had a timely counterpunch. In the second half, it was counterpunch, 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 and Chris Paul is shot for shot looking like the thing that makes superstars superstars, which is when you need a bucket, they will get you a bucket. Kevin Durant will get you a bucket. Giannis will get you a bucket. LeBron will get you a bucket. Anthony Davis can get you a bucket. The James Harden, back when he was on the Rockets, could get you a bucket. And that's what made a Kawhi Leonard can get you a bucket. Those guys are super-duper stars. And Chris Paul played like that for a period of time back in the magical, you know, he was averaging 33 points a game in Game 6 of the Conference Finals and then the Games 1 and 2 that the Suns won while doing it with a broken hand, and Chris Paul played fantastic. And it was punch for punch. Every time they got a bucket, they cut it again. And that's what part of what made that fourth quarter so damn interesting in Game 6 was Chris Paul countered every time they had a bucket or every time the Bucks had a possession. It would be Frank Kaminsky getting a little drop from Chris Paul or Michael Bridges getting one inside or Jay Crowder hitting a three-pointer because Jay Crowder had uh, Jay Crowder had 15 points but shot you know 22% from three and missed some open shots uh, but you know theme of the game for the Suns missing open shots I mean the Phoenix Suns ended the game shooting uh, shooting 24% from the three-point line so better than the Milwaukee Bucks though but Milwaukee Bucks had Giannis just drop stepping shots all freaking game so didn't didn't really work out in their favor but still I, I commend Chris Paul like Chris Paul 
was not supposed to be here. I mean, n- nobody had Chris Paul getting to this point. It was kind of quite remarkable that they did. And and Chris Paul got to a point where Chris Paul could, you know, take take shots that in timely moments that could help the Clippers win. And something that was interesting was that Chris Paul, you know, he had some turnovers, but he definitely limited the turnovers tonight, finished with, uh, whoops, sorry, Chris Paul finished with just three turnovers tonight in a game where the, the Suns were turning the ball over like crazy and the Bucks had like 11 turnovers and we're just going to forget that the first like five minutes of the game existed because everybody was just playing like garbage for like five minutes in there. It was really weird right out the gate where everyone just needed to, as Mina Kimes said on Twitter, just pull out the cartridge, blow on it and put it back in which I think is something you did with 90s video games. As someone who was born in 2001, I, I didn't quite get the reference, but I think that's what you did with 90s video games. Um, anyways, so the Milwaukee Bucks had a bunch of turnovers, and Chris Paul limited his own. But still, like when there's no answer for Giannis, which of course there's no answer for Giannis. Like Giannis is crazy good and got Aiton in foul trouble, and Jay Crowder was you know biting a little bit and... You know, P.J. Tucker was just running around like P.J. Tucker, but P.J. Tucker had a couple timely steals and some rebounds, but they don't need P.J. Tucker to be a part of the offense. If Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday can't, don't get enough shots, you, just, you don't need P.J. Tucker to score points. Um, they should they should bring P.J. Tucker back next year, too. Like, you know, mid-level exemption, whatever you want to do. You should probably re-sign P.J. Tucker this offseason. But anyways, the, um, the Milwaukee Bucks had a counterpunch most of the time. Not not all the time, but most of the time because I'm sorry, the Phoenix Suns had a counterpunch most of the time whenever, you know, Giannis started going bonkers or Brook Lopez had a little drop shot or Bobby Portis hit three-pointers, which again, Bobby Portis hit three-pointers. The legend of Bobby Portis grows even stronger after Knicks fans in 2020 chanted MVP for Bobby Portis at the Garden. Uh the legend of Bobby Portis grows stronger and we talked about coming into today on our uh, our wonderful hype speech for Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis was facing a hundred thousand people ready to go crazy in Milwaukee, and the story just felt like it had to end right there with Giannis winning the title. It felt like that was the way the story was going to end, and lo and behold, we got it. And Milwaukee, think about this for Milwaukee. Giannis is under contract for five years now. I think. Giannis would have signed the extension had they won the championship, but I think it was very stress relieving. I never realized like just how stress relieving that really is um, for an organization that I talked about yesterday. Failed him time and time again. They failed him. Even Drew Holiday was a bit of a failure because they've got no future cap space and draft picks at their disposal, and so the championship makes it all worth it, of course. And building around this once-in-a-generation talent, getting to protect him the way that Cleveland didn't but then got a second chance and the way that Oklahoma City didn't when Kevin Durant left to join the Warriors is that they didn't protect that once-in-a-generation asset. uh, or Sorry, once-in-a-generation talent because Giannis is not an asset. Giannis is the franchise. He's bigger than the Milwaukee Bucks. He is an entire economy bigger than the Milwaukee Bucks. And... Giannis Antetokounmpo 
is the guy who the Bucks luck their way into getting and can build like, you know, small market teams get lucky sometimes in getting those top players. Durant was with the Sonics, LeBron with Cleveland, and obviously Giannis with Milwaukee. These are places that were some of the losingest franchises in the NBA from Seattle and Cleveland and Milwaukee. These are some of the worst franchises in the NBA, and they get the once-in-a-generation superstars that they can build around. And with some good luck and... You know, Giannis signing his extension, they can win a championship. And now all of it is worth it. But if we're going to play process instead of results, it doesn't mean like, okay, now we're done. Now it's how can we win again and again and again and again. The the, the infinite game doesn't end when you reach this cornerstone. It's not like, all right, we're good. Let's just walk away. We're all good. No, of course not. Like, you have to keep building from here. So, yes, the Drew Holiday trade is still unfortunate. And, yes, not getting Bogdanovich was unfortunate. And, yes, they should re-sign P.J. Tucker because of what they gave up for him and their inability to get anything around him. But the process for Milwaukee still birthed a championship. And you could argue that even through all of their bad moves— Giannis Antetokounmpo being that once-in-a-generation talent was the success for the Bucs. And think about it this way. The Bucs got a new stadium deal. The Bucs were one of those teams threatening to move to Seattle or using the Seattle leverage that the NBA consistently uses to get new stadiums. The Bucs were one of those teams talking about moving to Seattle. And they got a new stadium, a new ownership group, new stadium, had a team that bottomed out in 2015, sec- uh, Worst record in the NBA, I believe. They had the worst record in the NBA, got the second pick in the lottery, and they end up winning a championship five years later. Now they had to go through the trials and tribulations that all superstars have to go through to get to a championship. But Giannis at 26 years old becomes a champion. And, you know, maybe they never win again. I find it hard to believe Giannis will never win again, but the Bucks may never win again. Possibly. And that'll be because of the the poor decisions that they had. They had some great decisions, and they had some poor decisions. They are no different than any other franchise. They made some great moves, uh, and they made some unfortunate moves, like signing Bobby Portis. Great move. uh, Trading and then signing Brooke Lopez. Great move. Uh, Drafting Giannis Azagumpo. Great move. One of my favorite moves, because Brandon Jennings was going viral throughout this series, the Brandon Jennings trade that the Bucks made back in 2013 ended up netting them Brandon Knight and a throw-in piece of Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton was a throw-in piece from the G League. 37th pick in the draft, went to the G League, throw-in piece in the Brandon Jennings trade. And with Brandon Knight being the key piece, they threw in Chris Middleton and Chris Middleton, with the help of a superstar number one, becomes a two-time All-Star who ended up averaging more points in the 2021 playoffs than Jimmy Butler averaged during his magical 2020 run through the NBA bubble. One of the great underrated trades in the history of the NBA, and the Bucks got that level of luck. And they also had some bad moves in there. They had their handful of good and bad moves, and altogether it culminates in a championship with the luck of netting the once-in-a-generation talent that every single team dreams of landing. And it turns fortunes around for franchises. Golden State Warriors got Steph Curry. 
putrid franchise before, second most valuable franchise with three championships afterwards that also got the good fortune of having Kevin Durant want to play for them. Uh, Cleveland, putrid franchise for 30 years. Land LeBron James, build an economy, uh, build a new basketball stadium, build an economy for a city around this guy, and then win a championship to break a title drought in a city that has been a loser sports franchise for 50 years. Uh, Oklahoma City, tough shit. They had some great, they had the second, to be fair, the second most wins of an entire decade in a sport only behind the San Antonio Spurs. Yes, they didn't win a championship, but they won basically everything else. Um, so Oklahoma City, they had tons of success. Second, A decade of success in the NBA from a franchise that post-1996 was terrible. And the Milwaukee Bucks get the good fortune of landing a once-in-a-generation talent and turning that franchise 180 on its heels and ultimately winning an NBA championship, at least one, and win, have, building, an, building a basketball stadium and an economy just like Oklahoma City, just like Cleveland, building an economy around a franchise player and building an economy around a basketball team. The Milwaukee Bucks, like, it's an amazing story. It's an amazing story of success for the Milwaukee Bucks that they got literally everything small market franchises dream of. Good fortune, a new basketball stadium with some public and some private financing, a new ownership group willing to spend money. The Milwaukee Bucks are the dream of a small market team. They won the magical lottery the same way Portland got Damian Lillard. At a certain point, all these franchises are going to luck their way into stars. Even the Pistons with Cade Cunningham coming up right now. Even though most people don't view Cunningham the same way they view Luka or Zion. At a certain point, everyone, everyone is going to luck their way into some sort of star. And the Milwaukee Bucks got to have that happen to them. And now they get the culmination of all of it around this economy of Giannis Antetokounmpo, who at the very least is going to be there for two more seasons. Like the, the contract extension bought him one more year. I think the championship buys you another year. But again, the process doesn't end here for Milwaukee. You've got the difficulties of cap management in the NBA, of having a team built around three max players when only one of them is a legitimate top 10 player in the league. These are real issues that the Milwaukee Bucks are going to run into across the next few years because had it not been for a Kevin Durant shoe size, they would have been facing these issues without the benefit of a championship for a once-in-a-generation talent that you could argue you are absolutely wasting. But hey, they don't have to worry about that now because at the very least, you got one. Now, you should win more, and I have no doubt Giannis will win more, but still... You got your one, and now we figure out what next year holds for these magical Milwaukee Bucks and for these wonderful Phoenix Suns, who I don't think will get back to the championship, but boy, they gave us a hell of a run across these last two months. So if this be the last time we talk about basketball until an uneventful free agency and maybe one draft show, then maybe that is uh, maybe this is a great way to end it because I'm going to go appreciate greatness some more and celebrate the greatness and the 25-month quest that we've been on in support of this Giannis Antetokounmpo 
magical run and just magical story. Because, again, he's so freaking wholesome. You, how can you not love Giannis Antetokounmpo? And I've been saying for years, two years, 25 months, this guy has next in the NBA. And, and now he has officially arrived. He's here. I've been saying it for years, and I feel so vindicated from that standpoint. But, boy, greatness was on display. I, again, I, there's no other way to say it. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained by the greatness of Giannis Antetokounmpo and that magical run that the Milwaukee Bucks just went on, capped off with a wonderful, magical NBA championship that felt like a coordination at one point, but then got very stressful in the middle of it. And I'm not going to take a victory lap on saying Bucks and Six, which I said at the beginning of the series, because I bailed on them around Game 2 and Game 3 and chalked it up to the Bucks bucking things up and Budenholzer getting fired and all that stuff, which Budenholzer, you bought yourself another year. Um, you bought yourself one more year to coach this once-in-a-generation talent. Um, and you know what? Budenholzer, you deserve some credit because you did make the necessary in-game adjustments. So I will give you that. You did well, Budenholzer. You did well in changing that game plan around. So... To what it may be next for the Milwaukee Bucks and the NBA, who knows. But in the meantime, congratulations, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Appreciate greatness, people. 50 points, 64% from the field. Made more free throws than the entire Phoenix Suns team. That was great greatness. Like all-time greatness. And it's only the beginning. It's only the beginning. This one will be a lifetime of memories. And it's a memory we can carry other than, hey, remember when Kevin Durant dominated the Milwaukee Bucks and almost won the series, but Giannis was equal, was slightly less great, but still 40 point, 40 point near triple double to win a game seven. But remember how awesome Kevin Durant was? No, this one is a Giannis moment. Remember that time he outscored his entire team for two and a half quarters? He had 31 points and the rest of the team had 29 in the second half. Yeah, remember that one? Remember how he scored 50 points and the rest of his team scored 55 to carry them in an NBA Finals victory over the Phoenix Suns? Yeah, that's going to be an all-timer that you can hang up there for what is about to be the face of a generation and future top five player in the history of the NBA, at least in the last 25 years. Because um, I'll take it generation by generation. So, Giannis... Congratulations! I'm so happy for the Milwaukee Bucks, and I'm just happy for fans of the NBA. Cause, like I've been saying all night, appreciate greatness. Are you not entertained yet, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you for stopping into the Take It Easy podcast. You know the best way we got to leave this one off tonight with the wonderful stylings of myself parodying CeeLo Green. Is it okay to call yourself wonderful? I think that's okay. The styling, the musical stylings of myself parodying CeeLo Green. Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions, people. Take it easy.
You see, I drive in the paint with my long ass arms, and I'm like, fuck you. I guess the shame from Kauai wasn't enough. I'm like, fuck you, cause now we got Drew. Said if I was better, I'd make a three-pointer. But have you seen Chris Middleton? And although the heat gon' get swept, I wish Jimmy the best. Tell him, fuck you. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Well, I'm sorry about 19 and 20. But that don't mean I can't get you there. Cause I'm 26, I got two MVPs. The way I play the game ain't fair. I pity the heat for not getting James Harden. Should've traded Color Hero. I got locked by Bam out of my yo. I got some news for you. Bryn Forbes hit six threes in game two. You see, I drive in the paint with my long ass arms. I'm like, fuck you. I guess the shame from Kawhi wasn't enough. I'm like, fuck you, cause now we got Drew. Said if I was better, I'd make a three pointer. But have you seen Chris Middleton? And although the heat gon' get swept, I wish Jimmy the best. Tell him, fuck you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.